Business leaders today need to go beyond meetings and management. There are action steps that nearly every leader needs to know to align with their core values and get the important priorities done. Welcome to the Grow Forward Today podcast with Paul D. Casey. Whether you're just starting out as a leader in your organization or have been a seasoned professional who wants to explore new ideas and practices, this will be an enlightening and highly applicable program. And now, your host, Paul Casey. Can you gain anything worthwhile from a slightly overeducated disc jockey? The answer is yes, and the time is now. Today on episode 44 of the Grow Forward Today podcast, you'll meet my guest, Stan Husted. Stan has that golden radio voice and has broadcast his helpful nuggets of wisdom via many platforms over the years to help bring out the best in entrepreneurs and leaders across the country. Listen well today for how to be successful in your personal leadership development. Ready to grow forward? Welcome, friends. I like when someone asks me, okay, Paul, so as a coach, do you have a coach too? I say, absolutely. Got to practice what I preach. Everyone who seeks to be a high performer needs a coach. And nowadays, you can get a coach for every specific facet of your life. A nutrition coach, a fitness coach, a business coach, a mindset coach, a confidence coach, a marketing coach, and so much more. If you remember my interview earlier this year with Jonathan Wrights, he said he has about five or six coaches at any given time. What a coach does for me is ask me the hard questions that make me think bigger and differently from my typical paradigm. People in the regular course of life don't ask tough questions to each other for the purpose of their personal growth. Those kinds of questions lead to breakthroughs. Hard to put a price tag on the value of breakthroughs. Coaches also give you a place to celebrate and to goal set for accountability to do what you said you'd do. Let me dish up one of those coaches today. My guest today is Stan Houston. Stan is a teacher and the creator of the What It Takes, WIT, series of online teaching videos with stories, skills, and strategies to help you discover the wisdom, insight, and truth to be one of the 3% who seek to live well and be fully alive. Stan wants to help you discover the deep principles of spiritual wisdom that you can use in your life and business projects. He wants to be your teacher and guide to help you create your own personal economy and be an entrepreneur in your business, your career, your life, and spirit. Stan will help you gain power, insight, influence, impact, and income in the marketplace without losing your soul. I got to meet Stan about, I think it was about seven years ago now, through some other entrepreneurs who were meeting together for collaboration, and I was privileged to enjoy his helpful content for successful living, which I thought you, my listeners, should benefit from as well. Welcome, Stan. It's good to be here. I, I enjoy I enjoy just the privilege of coming back in touch with you, and uh, I see they're doing well, and so it's a, it's a good to uh, kind of say, yeah. It's good to come back and revisit old times and perhaps uh, see if we can do some new things. So I'm uh, yes. for the opportunity. <laughs> I'm reminded of the nurse log, you know, the, when it falls in the forest, you know, and then new life springs from that. As soon as you said that, that's what it came to mind. Right. Okay. <laughs> well, Stan, give us a little glimpse into your broadcasting background and 
How are you leveraging that with the What It Takes Radio and the Interesting Ideas podcast these days? Well, one of the things at this age and stage is I'm learning because a lot of the work I've had to do with people is they're in career crisis, which is what happened to me and happens to almost everybody at some times. And then, of course, at my age and stage now, I'm kind of in my encore years. And uh, that means there's going to be some changes. And one of the things I've discovered is if you can go back to one of your first loves and see what it tells you about your own experience. And uh, one of the stories my mother tells me is that uh, one of the scariest times is uh, she let the little Stanley Paul, who was about five or six years old, she ran out because a neighbor needed some help. And she came back in, and there was little Stanley Paul up on top, near the stove, on a counter, looking inside the radio. And she said, what are you doing? And I said, I'm trying to find the people. (laughs) (laughs) And ever since then, I've been fascinated with radio. So, you know, I, I was a ham radio operator as a kid, and I listened to all the shortwave radio. And uh, kind of grew up and went someplace else, taught uh, taught history for a number of years. Uh, But then around the age of 33, I said, I don't think I want to do this anymore. And I think that's very important for people, Paul, that, you know, you don't you don't have to have a career crisis. Uh, Sometimes it's just good to say that was good. I was a teacher for 12 years. I was kind of a performance teacher. It's time to do something else. And so uh, I was, uh, make a, a long story very short, I was listening on the radio one night, and it was the preacher Billy Graham came on. <laughs> and it uh, turns out he said, uh, well, uh, he's uh, he's actually not broadcasting from, uh, I think it was where he lived in North Carolina. He said, I'm broadcasting from Monaco, Monaco <laughs> in Europe. And he said, this is where I often go. It was kind of funny. He said, I go to Monaco, you know, the, the, where all the riches and all the gambling is. And someone later on told me that the reason he liked to go to Monaco is one of the few places in, your, in Europe or in the world that most people didn't even recognize him. <laughs> <laughs> I said, they don't know who's, who's this guy. And uh, he said, I'm here with Trans World Radio. And so, hmm. Well, I found out that Trans World Radio was an international missionary radio outreach all, all around the world. And so, um, make a long story, like I said, uh, within a year, my wife and I, I'd quit my job teaching. Uh, she uh, had been a, a, a successful young manager with J.C. Penney Company. And to show how old we are, she, she, she is one of the first, she was one of the first woman, women to be allowed to be a manager. <laughs> Whoa. And that people forget, people forget that that was the case. You know, only a man could be a penny man. And uh, she had been honored that, but uh, we found that we're going to try and do that. So we went off and uh, sold our house, quit our business, uh, sold two jobs, got a Volkswagen van and went off to international radio work first in uh, the Caribbean and then in Europe. And so, um, after many, many years as a business performance coach, I decided, you know, I'd like to be able to speak a little more 
and listen a little more, but not have to feel the pressure of having to always meet, as you know, a good coach has to meet the client's agenda. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I said, well, I, I've got an agenda right now that some things I'd like to share. And so what happened is that I said, how can we do that? And one of the things that I discovered was a number of years ago, the idea of podcasting almost before it actually was called podcasting. And it made sense. What actually happened is I was uh, making a plane trip back from uh, Arizona where we were going to move. And somebody introduced me. I was sitting next to it and I'd heard about an iPad, you know, okay. <laughs> I said, a trant, you know, I said, that one stupid thing that's going to be. <laughs> <laughs> It'll never and catch I, on. <laughs> that'll never catch on. It was a computer, you know, and, I, and, and I was sitting and a guy pulled it out and he showed it to me and I was dumbfounded, gobsmacked by it. And I said, oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. This is going to change things. Mm. And I went back and I went back and I called the guy at the local radio station that I had done some work with, Christian radio station there in Minneapolis, and said, you know, before you know it, radio is going to be on the Internet, and you guys with towers and transmitters might be out of business. And his word to me was, that'll never happen. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, what had happened, is, is, and, and this is where it, it kind of frames in, I hope it's okay, uh, do you know where the word iPod came from? No. Okay. Well, Steve Jobs, who changed the world, what he did is he actually changed the name. It used to be Apple Computer Company. Okay. It's no longer Apple Computer Company. He changed it to Apple <laughs> <laughs> because he wanted to get in the music business. And what the iPod was, is it was his vision, and iPod stands for Individual Personal On Demand. Oh, I did not know that. Wow. And, and so what he said was, why should you have to buy an album to hear the two songs you want? <laughs> <laughs> right, right. <laughs> why should you have to wait for the disc jockey <laughs> to play the song you want. Mm-hmm. And so the whole idea was in the iPod is you could choose the music. You could choose when you wanted to listen to it. And you could do it anytime you wanted. So it was individual, personal, on-demand music. And of course, we now the rest of the story, that changed everything. You know, change the music business, change the radio business, and change just about everything. And so um, that's kind of where my history got. And now what I love is particularly someone like you. And I know because everybody has these if they've been successful in life. Is I say, for every star, there's probably two or three scars. Mm. Please remember that. And uh at this stage, and I, we go through all kinds of things, you know, like I said, uh, at, the, at the age of 45, after my missionary radio career, I still remember when, oh my goodness, things, things, things went poorly, to put it least. 
And uh, it was one night we were in back in our apartment in St. Paul, and I was helping do the dishes before I went out and tried to work on my resume. And all of a sudden, she's all of a sudden she starts yelling at me. But you know, and she says, "Well, this is exactly what I was hoping for when I married you 20 years ago. <laughs> I was hoping that after 20 years of marriage, we would have no house, no car, no job, no money, <laughs> broke, and a kid in college." That's exactly what I was hoping for. <laughs> and then, then of course, uh, she her sarcasm turned to tears and, tears and she walked out of the apartment. And when even I tell that story, there's a touch of sadness because that's what had happened. But that led me into performance coaching, which turned to be very, very good for me and I believe good for clients. But now at this stage, I say, wouldn't it be nice to go back and help other people share their wisdom, their mm -hmm. insight, their truth. And here's my message, and I'm so glad Paul took it up. <laughs> hey, you have wisdom, insight, and truth. Get a coach to help you develop it and then speak it, you know, and you can, you can be on the radio. In effect, uh, at one time, I was um, on a big, big radio station, and it had 500,000 watts of power. It had seven huge towers in the air. It took so much electricity that it had to have a diesel locomotive generator to turn out that power. <laughs> and, of course, that went all over the world. Now I sit here like you <laughs> with a, uh, a $50, now it's a $100 Yeti microphone and yep. a computer. And uh, we can speak to people all over the world. And so that's how all of that came together. <laughs> yeah. Beautiful stuff. Beautiful right. stuff. I liked at the beginning of the story, Stan, when you said like, so I was a history teacher and then I went, you know, that was good. That, that, that period of time was good. And I'm going to do something different without this uh, agony of, wow, if I do something else, all those years were wasted or some other type of regret statement, you were just like, I'm going to celebrate the time that I did that and I'm going to move on. Because I too, uh, if you remember my story a little bit, but I too was a teacher and then a school principal for about that time, about, about mm -hmm. uh, 13 or 14 years. And I changed my career too to do what I'm doing today yeah. as well. And I don't look back at that and go, oh, that was a waste of time. But no, I was able to impact lives uh, more one-on-one -on -one then and uh, especially young lives, uh, children's lives. We're, I think you and I are still educators at our core. We sure uh, love to uh, to share what uh, God has put into us that we can now disseminate to the world. Like you said, we develop it, we speak it. That was really cool. I also really liked what you said, that quote there, for every star, there's two to three scars. And oftentimes people don't come on podcasts and talk about their scars. They talk about their stars and yet... This is the, the vulnerable piece that levels the playing field for, for every entrepreneur, every leader that has been successful is it took blood, sweat, and tears literally in order for us to get to where we are today. Great, great stuff. One of the things I, one of the reasons I've told people uh, that they should really think about entrepreneurialism and uh, because of a couple things, first of all, yes, I said, most of your life, you have been working for people. 
And mm-hmm. now I actually tell people, no matter what you're doing, never say you work for a company. You work with. Oh, that's good. From now on, I work with. And even though I might be drawing a paycheck from a company, fine. It may have a part of security. Uh, never say, I work for them. Say, I work with them. And that's the mindset that uh, allows you. Just like um, the other day, I was talking to a friend now who's actually gotten into the podcasting world. And what happened was he was a very successful pastor. And he just decided, and he said, no. He said, no, I did not sleep with the secretary. (laughs) I did not embezzle money. I did not do anything wrong. He said, I just came to the realization that that part of my project was done in life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was good at it, Yep, uh, but it's time for me to do something new and different. And, um, and so when I left my church, there were no hard feelings. There were no, mm-hmm. he said, and this was what you had, same thing. He said, it turned out to be an inspiration for a number of the people in his church to say, yeah, maybe I should think of just doing something new and different. And that's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm also wondering what you just said with the work with a company, not for a company, if that mindset can go after, you've probably heard of this quiet quitting epidemic yes. that is out there now that it's like, where people are jumping for a different, a dollar an hour or a different mission or vision somewhere else. And again, to be sort of under this company or this structure or this mission, when instead it's, no, no, it's what value can I give wherever I'm planted, right? What's the seeds that I can plant so that I don't have to have this quiet quitting because I'm still going to be a high performer wherever I'm at. The idea of quiet quitting, uh, the idea of quitting (laughs) is wrong. And for I'd say, for golly's sake, if you're going to quit, quit. Have the courage to do it. Yes. You know, uh, what, one, one, of my, one of my old uh, friends who actually said uh, uh, he was talking about uh, a, 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 an officer that he had in the, uh, in the Navy. And he said, this wasn't typical, but this was the kind of guy I had. Uh, he had been a very successful, and he was now, uh, you know, a captain, uh, maybe a rear admiral. And we asked about him and he said, uh, he is a road scholar, R-O-A-D scholar. He said, I said, what's that? He said, unfortunately, he's retired on active duty. <laughs> <laughs> he's still drawing a paycheck. He's still on active duty, but you know what? <laughs> he's living a retired life. And unfortunately, not only is that bad for him, but think of what that happens for the men and women oh, who yeah. work with him. Oh, yeah. Oh, I hear so many uh, people tell me about leaders who are, yeah, they're there in body, but not in spirit. And they're just dying on the vine because if you're in a leadership position, it should be about the desire to develop others. And if you retire on active duty, <laughs> you're definitely not doing that. That's that was exactly the point, and in my point, you know, you just exact quiet quitting, 
you know, for your for your own sake, quit (laughs) (laughs) because you're working for yourself. You're working. You're find a place where you where you where you can where you can be energized and fruitful and profitable for, for goodness sake, you know, know, don't be, there's a terrible, it was a sad, sad film about a man who was going to be, you know, and it was, it was, it was called, and it was about, he was going to be executed. And as he came out, the uh, inmates would holler, you know, dead man walking, dead man Mm, walking, dead man walking. And that, that became quite a theme. And I said, you know, in so many cases, we run into people who are, are kind of dead, but they're still walking. Mm-hmm. And uh, mm. that's too bad. <laughs> it is. It really is. It really is. Yeah. So, Stan, when and why did you decide to go the online course route for getting your wisdom to the world? Well, a couple things happened. I mean, I've been a teacher. Yes. For years. And I also discovered that when people say describe yourself, like I said, I'm kind of an overeducated disc jockey. <laughs> and, and that was true. I, I, what I came to the point of understanding is that once I saw how the media worked, first of all, I had this wonderful opportunity because you're a teacher. I'm a teacher. You taught, you teach what you're supposed to teach. <laughs> You know, and usually, hopefully, it might be something you like or something you're trained in. Mm-hmm. I said, first of all, I'd love to be able to experiment and just try to learn something and try and teach it at the same time. You don't have to be qualified. <laughs> you don't have to have a degree. Right. You, don't, you don't have to be certified by the state. And so I found it a way where I could start, well... <laughs> I don't have a degree in marketing. I, I'm not certified to teach that, but I'm interested in it. And so I'm going to learn it. And guess what? I can go out and at the same time I'm learning it, I can teach it. And so it became an easy way and a safe way for me to get in front of a microphone, get in front of a camera and start to experiment about trying to teach different things from my point of view, from my curriculum. And uh, that's why I encourage everyone, you know, find something that you would like to teach and give it a try. Guess what? It may not go well. Like I said, one of the reasons, one of the reasons we talk about scars, I tell people to be an entrepreneur or think that way is I guarantee you something will happen if you become an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. You will fall flat on your you-know-what. <laughs> uh-huh. You will fall down and fail. And then you get back up again and you say, well, that wasn't so bad. <laughs> and, mm-hmm. you know, they, they did some research where the average Younger entrepreneur by the age of 39 or 40 was, was, had a successful entrepreneurial business. On average, they had had 14 false starts. <laughs> wow. And, but 
that's how you learned. Yep. And the same thing is true with the online teaching. I mean, I put out courses out there that hardly anybody will listen to. <laughs> you know, and I'll, uh, and occasionally one person, but by doing that, I could experiment safely. Yes. And people mm. could uh, listen to it. And as a result, then you begin to find what, what, what maybe you're good at, what your real passion is. Yeah. And then I was able to say, well, why did it is, you know, it's me. It's the same old guy with the bald head and glasses, you know, uh, what was different about this class from this class. And so that will help me in my performance. And by the way, I always use that term when you talk about the different coach. Uh, the term I used was I'm a performance coach. And I meant that in three ways. Uh, first of all, I'm here not to change your life. I'm not a, <laughs> I'm not a counselor, right? You know, I'm not a pastor, priest, counselor. I'm here to help you improve your performance. That makes a difference in your life and business. And secondly, I will tell you that in effect, uh, you're going to have to become a bit of a performer to, in today's world. Mm-hmm. You know, you're going to have to get you know, you know, you know, put on your makeup, put on your costume. Uh, you're going to have to be a bit of a performer. You know, you're a public speaker, but, you know, what makes you good is in many cases, uh, you're not seminaring, you're <laughs> performing. <laughs> right. You know? you're, you're putting on a show. And so, and the, and the third thing about that is actually, then there's some way that you can demonstrate to people how good you are. I, uh, one of the things I've been teaching entrepreneurs for years, don't describe what you do, but demonstrate how good you are. Mm. And by doing a podcast or by doing a video or by doing an online class, um, they'd say, well, what do you do? And oftentimes when that happens now, this is, this is the key thing I've learned. If someone says to you, no matter what you're in, Someone says, what do you do? Just pause and say, can I tell you a story? Mm. And then tell a story about something you've done or about something you've changed. So you're turning the elevator pitch into a story. That's what you're doing. Everybody loves a story. Right. They do. And I, I ha- actually had an insurance guy one time. I was coaching him a lot, and he's very successful. And he tells me that uh, one of the – he said, I sell insurance. He said, whenever I sat down on an airplane and I was next to a talker, and I didn't want to talk, you know, I was tired. <laughs> uh-huh. And he'd say, well, what do you do? And he'd say, oh, I sell insurance. He said <laughs> – like, That killed it right there. <laughs> that killed it right there. But if you can say uh, – and you tell them a story, you know, and that's about a student, something that's interesting about what you've done, how you've helped people. And then you turn on them and say, and what's your story? Mm-hmm. Now you're giving it back to them. And so now what you're doing is you're not giving facts, you're exchanging stories. 
Yes. That's the ultimate way to engage people. Yes. That is so good. Let's put a little bookmark in right there, Stan, and take a quick break. You are listening to the Voice America Business Channel and the Grow Forward Today podcast. You can contact me on my LinkedIn at Paul D. Casey and my guest, Stan Husted at his LinkedIn. That's S-T-A-N-H-U-S-T-A-D. We'll be right back after the break. We're going to be talking about what does Stan talk about in these online courses? Uh, he even runs a uh, an entrepreneur network. What is his? What are his key messages that we can all benefit from his wisdom? So stick around. We'll be right back. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. If you're a manager or supervisor trying to keep your team and yourself engaged, motivated, and accomplishing goals, then you want to check out Bullseye, Paul Casey's membership community for team leaders, coming alongside you to achieve confidence and success in leading your team. Within Bullseye, there are plug-and-play forms and tools, inspirational audios to pump you up, team player videos to play in staff meetings, icebreakers for your one-to-ones, and of course, interaction with Paul and other industry team leaders to chat about how to solve the problems you are wrestling with. Paul will bring on live experts once a month to answer your questions on their expertise, and he will ping you twice a week via text to encourage you in your pursuit of your goals. Finally, there is a resource for anyone who supervises others and wants to develop their potential. Check out Bullseye to find out more and subscribe today for the best rates they'll ever be at growingforwardservices.net. That's growingforwardservices.net. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. You're listening to the Grow Forward Today podcast. If you'd like to know more about Paul Casey or our program, please visit his website at growingforwardservices.net. Now, back to Grow Forward Today. Welcome back. I'm with Stan Husted. We're having a good time talking about uh, courses and podcasts and internet radio and career changes and being in your sweet spot with that. A whole bunch of good stuff. Stan has already been delivering to us. Let's transition to start talking about your message, Stan. There's there's actually a spiritual component to your messages, right? Tell us a little bit about why that's such a big part of your success formula. Well, I had an interesting, uh, many of you may have heard of a guy named uh, Scott Peck who wrote a book many years ago called The Road Less Traveled. Mm-hmm. Um, and eventually, actually, shortly after he wrote that book, he became a Christian. At the, in his late 40s. And uh, one time somebody approached him years later, Larry was talking about, and he, uh, someone came up to him and says, why do you talk about God so much? And he was a little t- but taken back. And he said, "This is he's a psychiatrist. He's not, I mean, yes, he's a Christian, but he doesn't do that. And he said, all of a sudden, I went back and listened to a couple of my talks, and yeah, I, he's, I, I was surprised that I, I did mention it. It wasn't, it wasn't in my notes. 
he said, but I, I did talk about God quite a bit, more than I thought. And he said, then I, I paused and said, how could I not? Mm. I'm here to help people be successful. I'm here to help them be thoughtful. I'm here to help them improve their lives. I'm here to help them do things that will 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 make them not only successful, but happy. Well, if I'm going to teach them all I know about what it takes to be good and thoughtful and helpful, how could I not talk about God? And so it was a confession, which I then said amen to, because uh, more and more I've discovered that I can, I, I can do the whole thing, how to be the goal setter, how to time manage and all that stuff, the stuff that you do well and I did well. We can go through all the traditional stuff and we can even maybe sprinkle a little, uh, you know, maybe spirit talk in it. But the point is, is the very qualities of a, a man named Teilhard de Chardin, who influenced me, said, we are not human beings who can occasionally have a spiritual experience. We are spiritual beings having a human experience. Mm -hmm. And so if we are going to be fully successful in our lives, that doesn't mean that everybody has to do that. But those of us who believe very truthfully that such things as prayer, uh, such things as living uh, in the humility of transcendence, uh, that we actually believe that uh, what you sow, you indeed will reap. If, if that's what we believe is true, if we're supposed to treat every person we meet as the most important person in the world, well, that has to permeate our teaching. Yes. And so I came to the point of saying, no matter what, I certainly will not be offensive. I certainly will not be divisive about my faith. I will certainly not be denominational. But I will certainly not be a missionary. But at, from time to time, I'll have to share what I know is true. And mm -hmm. that is that thinking and working from the spiritual core of your life will be helpful mm -hmm. and useful. And so uh, I'm not going to make you do it. But in all honesty, you're paying me to be truthful, so I better tell you the truth. And so that's how that kind of got framed in. That's so great. Yeah. And you were a founder of the the TCE and the, the Christian Entrepreneur Network. What do you hope to accomplish through that nonprofit? Okay. Well, what, what I finally discovered uh, – is that a lot of the teaching I actually came up with uh, was increasingly from. Now, for instance, uh, for those who may or may not be familiar, uh, St. Paul, the great <laughs> Christian saint. And by the way, <laughs> I lived in Minneapolis, St. Paul, and I gave a talk <laughs> one time, and I said, do any of you know who St. Paul is? <laughs> and... Hardly anybody knew. <laughs> and I said, you say you're living St. Paul. Well, he was actually one of the followers of Jesus <laughs> who then started the, the Christian church through throughout much of Europe and the Eastern. And these they were dumbfounded. <laughs> that's that's my namesake, Stan. That's where I uh, that's where my name came from, St. Paul. Right. That's right. <laughs> 
Well, I, I point out that he lived a life of an entrepreneur. He was a scholar. He was brilliant. But what they don't know is that he actually had a business. He's very clear about that. In fact, um, as I say, he, he actually has a great line in one of his letters. He says, I know what it's like to be poor, and I know what it's like to be rich. Hmm. You know? And I said, that's an entrepreneur. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. There you go. Uh, you know, your feet, your feast and famine. And so what I thought, the more I thought about that, and the more it became clear to me is that probably Jesus himself was, I think, perhaps in the hand uh, handyman business. The word carpenter, fashioner of good lumber and builder of houses, the word actually has more of a more of a handyman connotation that he went around, and obviously, he he was one of those at least for eighteen years. You know, mm-hmm. had to make a living, had to support his mother, had to support his younger brothers, and uh, so he obviously lived it that way. And then, in effect, at the age of thirty, he got a new project. <laughs> that one was a life-changing one (laughs) and that was a life-changing one and um in effect i said can 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 we encourage people particularly those who are followers of jesus to accept the view that entrepreneurialism uh living by great principles living by practices where you are totally in the business of serving others and working for them, can, can we actually help those who would call themselves Christian or at least they're, well, as one guy said to me, he said, Stan, because he's, he's quite not there. He said, Stan, um, I, I'm, 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 not, I'm not on your team, but I'm on your side. <laughs> uh, you know, he was leaning that way yes yeah, and i'm on your side you know and uh, so that even though they're not on the team they're on their side that they can actually use some of those principles to be successful mm-hmm. yes and so that spiritual element is so vital i mean how, how when you're flat on your you know what what how do you get up? Well, mm-hmm. uh, as someone said, once you're on your knees, it's a good time to pray. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, while you're down there. <laughs> while you're down there. And so that uh, what I want to do is to start a nonprofit. And by the way, it took a time out for COVID. But uh, what I would even say to people, is that if you'd like to learn more about how that might help you in your business, that's what we try and do. And then... In good fashion, as I point out, what Jesus did is in three years, he created a franchise outfit. (laughs) (laughs) He did, yes. He said, okay, now, you know, by the way, you go there and you go there and you go there and you go there, you know, and he's a a virtual Wendy's guy. You know, you you plant a shop there and you plant a shop there. and And that's what he was about was to create franchises. And I said, Wow, <laughs> that's a good idea. And I was sharing this with a guy the other day, 
And he said, I want you to go back and look at a book I wrote a few years ago. And I did. And what he says, remember, whenever you start any business, you know, that business plan, think, how could I franchise it? Right from the start. Mm. How could I franchise it? Now, maybe you shouldn't. Mm. You know, maybe you should keep it within your family, within yourself. He said, but at least look at the idea and learn from the idea of how how would I franchise it? You know, so here, here my wife's got this nice little handmade jewelry business. Mm-hmm. You know, franchise it. And then I discovered that part of the problem uh, in Michelangelo, who, by the way, I, I'm proud to say this because I'm obviously there now. He said, people say he did his best work between the ages of 75 and 89. Wow. And the reason some of the works of Michelangelo, they're not sure whether they're real, is because at that age, he was actually having students <laughs> do much of the work. <laughs> you know? Delegation. Yes. He, he was delegating. He was, he was franchising himself through his students. And I said, my goodness, there's so much to learn about, you know, these, this is not MBA Harvard stuff, but it's such vital good stuff, particularly for those of us who don't want to start a huge corporation. We just, we just want to have a business that will thrive and survive and, and bring value to ourselves and our family. Uh, there's so much to learn there. And that's kind of why we launched the Christian Entrepreneur Network to try and teach some of that stuff and see if we can keep in touch about that. And uh, like you say, uh, hopefully there's enough stuff in there that we won't lose our soul. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Which, speak, look, which happens. It does. It it's okay. So let's go there. So your heart's desire, I know, is to be a guide to this generation through wit, which is wisdom, insight, and truth, mm -hmm. and help people lead without losing their soul. So what right. does that mean? One time I actually wrote a book, uh, but I never published it. And uh, what it was, that a, a guy had a two o'clock in the morning wake up, you know, when you kind of wake up with the start. And all of a sudden, he realized that his soul has gone away. He's lost it. Mm. He had no other realization. And then he said, and the theme of the book was, well, yes, he's going to go out and try and find his soul. He didn't even know he had one. <laughs> <laughs> but, in the, but in the wake up, he realizes that he had one and now it's gone. And how can he get it back? So one of the things I, I'm trying to encourage people is just accept number two in the principles is we are spiritual beings having a human experience. Mm -hmm. And so I ask people to accept that. And first of all, <laughs> Please do this. Treat every person you meet as the most important person in the world. Yeah. Just start there. Uh, you'll be surprised how that will change things. Uh, secondly, is like I told you, I had an exercise is I say, try and describe yourself humbly. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
you know. Uh, one time a person asked me they're going to give a speech. Right? They asked me to give a speech. And so he asked for my bio, which they do. And uh, then he flowered it up <laughs> quite a bit, you know. Mm -hmm. And I was a little embarrassed, you know. Right. Because I know me. <laughs> 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 and, I, and I walked up to him, I said, thank you, thank you for that. And I took the piece of paper and I just said, I ripped it up and I looked at the audience and said, and who cares? <laughs> who cares? You know, um, the, only, the only thing, that's something I've done in the past. The only important thing now is in the next hour, you're all going to be one hour closer to being dead. Let's see if I can be helpful <laughs> and not waste that time. And so I think trying to cultivate, as one of my mentors said, uh, he said he was very, very good. He was, and he had high standards, but he continually would say to his young, you know, and, and they were good too, because if you weren't good, you didn't stay in that business, but he would say, be humble. Mm -hmm. be humble and yep. uh, he he, li he lived it out himself and so um, I don't know if we have any particular secrets of that but at <laughs> least if you say in a simple way is uh, keep me strong keep me bold keep me brave keep me strong but every once in a while knock me flat on my butt <laughs> so that I realize that I'm a very human, flawed, and sometimes failed man. Keep me humble. And, you know, if you, if you have a sense of humility, there's a good chance you'll keep your soul. Yep. Yep. Be humble or you'll stumble. I always like that little word. Oh, I love that. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so good. Well, yeah. and you want to be helpful, Stan. I, I love that's your intent. Even, even if, even a flowery, uh, introduction you rip it up and you're like no i just want i want to be helpful so so help us out in our last minutes together what does it take to be a world-class entrepreneur and leader but what, what is okay. the wisdom that you want to pass on to our listeners today okay first of all just want to be <laughs> mm -hmm. and i would say first of all ask yourself what does it mean to be world-class yeah what does it mean to be world-class and, and first of all it means you work hard you work hard. Um, I think secondly, it means is you also have a view that the world is different from your world. Now, the fact that I was in missionary work for 10, 11, 12 years helped me because I knew the people around the world thought very, very different. And so second thing is learn how learn how to be a little bit of a cross-cultural person put yourself in experiences where you're with cultures and people who who are different than you uh, make an experience of that thirdly today you're going to have to learn the performing arts you're going to have to learn how to use the media out mm -hmm. of radio television public performance because if you're going to be world-class, you're going to have to be able to perform well in front of people. Uh, 
even though you say, well, I'm such an introvert. I'm introverted off the map. (laughs) But 50 years of practice, you get pretty good at it, you know. And so I would say, then be bold enough to say, I want to be this good. And then go out there and uh, share your wisdom, insight, and truth. And then shut up and listen to what people say back to you. And I think what's going to happen is you will be on the way to being world-class, first of all, on how you're treating people, which is most importantly. Secondly, is you're going to learn a whole lot more just by sharing and then listening. Mm -hmm. Uh, I I had the unique experience, and uh, sometimes as a coach, is that, I would spend a lot of time just listening to people. Yes. And what happened is, here's a line I have, the truth told is good, but seldom heard. (laughs) (laughs) A truth revealed has greater yield. Sure. But a a truth discovered is best of all, and a truth imposed is no truth at all. Mm. And we have politicians and preachers and business leaders who are trying to impose the truth. And you've got to help. You know, that's what Jesus did. And he told stories. Yes. You just you discovered the truth for yourself. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> who's the neighbor? You know, who's yep. the good guy? And I think hel- helping people to do that or wanting that to be part of what you're about is helping people discover the truth for themselves. I remember. I sat with a guy for about two and a half hours and Paul, um, I think I may have said 25 words, <laughs> but I, I was fully present when I listened and you know what happened? He came up with some incredible good insights. Mm-hmm. And then he said, this is the best coaching session you've ever done. With me. I can't believe, I can't believe how we came up with these ideas. <laughs> and he went off and told somebody how good I was, but it was all him. <laughs> it was. It was. You had the listening ear. Yeah. And as, as I tell people is, do you know how many, uh, this was, a man was 90 years of age and he had a very successful business. And he, he, literally from kind of up in the Seattle area, You know, he actually had an idea a few years ago that instead of unloading boats like they did, Mm -hmm. he said, well, I was in Seattle. I said, what if we put all of the cargo in a box and then just loaded the box? (laughs) (laughs) He was the inventor of that idea. Wow. (laughs) Wow. And here he's 90 some year old. And he, you know, you're all, and I just listened to him. And after about two, two and a half hours, he started to cry. And I said, well, are you okay? And he said, Stan, do you realize that hardly anybody will listen to my story anymore? And uh, I, I think, I think, and again, you've listened to my story, and that's one of the best compliments you can give to a person is to listen to their story. So thank you. Absolutely. Absolutely. Last couple questions for you, Stan. What do you want to promote? 
for our listeners' personal leadership development? And then how could a listener best contact you if they wanted to follow up? Well, you know, right now I just tell people I've got so much stuff all over the world. So if you just if you just Google <laughs> if you just Google, as I say, I, I have one website which is about podcasting. It's called witradio.net, and that's my current project. Okay. Uh, how to be a podcaster, but how to be a broadcaster. Not just a podcaster, a broadcaster, whipradio.net. Otherwise, you can just Google. I think I'm the only one in the world. So Stan Houston comes up right away. And there's all kinds of stuff from there. And then I've gotten to this point of life of just saying is, uh, after you do that, just write to me at stanhouston at gmail.com and say, can you help me with? <laughs> mm-hmm. And that's, what I, that's how I operate now. What, what would you like help with? And uh, as I say, three things are possible. I said, there's a first thing I'd say, I just can't help you. Not because, not because anything wrong with you, but it's not with me. Right. However, there's a good chance I can help you. And if I can't, third is, I probably know somebody else who can. <laughs> and so that's kind of how I leave it. Good. So good. So good. Stan, thank you so much for uh, all you've already added to the world and uh, many more years ahead to do that. Thank you for how you've added to this podcast this time and uh, keep leading well. Well, I will. And then I'll push it right back to you is what you simply say to people is exactly what you should say. Press toward the mark. Press mm -hmm. on. Go forward. Keep going forward. Yes. Yes. Whatever. <laughs> Thank you, Stan. Thank you. Boom. So I have some takeaways from Stan today. They are keepers worth mentioning. Stan started out by talking a little bit about for every star, there's two to three scars. Wrote that one down because it's so true. We, we skin our knees, but entrepreneurs, we get back up. But uh, it takes it takes a lot of work to get that star. He also mentioned uh, with your mindset that uh, you don't work for a company, you work with a company. Change your vernacular on that because you're working for yourself and you want to be the best performer at whatever job you're at. Stan talked about treating every person as the most important person in the world. Isn't that good? And boy, that would just make that person feel like a million bucks if we came in with that posture and that listening ear when they are speaking. And then I'll throw in another one here is uh, Stan talked about uh, don't do an elevator pitch. Tell a story. Demonstrate how good you are when someone asks you, what do you do for a living? Just go there with a the story and then you're actually showing them what you do. The GFT podcast is all about putting the practical tips from my guests into action for your personal leadership development. And remember, if you learn something and you don't put it into action within 72 hours, those valuable gems start to slip out of your brain gradually until they lose their value to your life. And we don't want that. Hey, if you have an event, live or virtual, for your team or, or organization that needs an inspirational speaker to give practical tools for raising the water level of the entire team, I would be honored to be considered. Let's start a conversation. I'm over at growingforward at paulcasey.org, growingforward at paulcasey.org, or you can learn more about how I can help at growingforwardservices.net. 
Really want to thank you for listening to episode 44 today. Please spread the word about this podcast to those in your circle of influence who are hungry to grow forward in their lives. Remember, you must lead yourself well before you can lead your team well. And until next week, keep growing forward. Thank you for tuning in for this episode of Grow Forward Today. Remember to visit Paul's website for more tools that you can use at growingforwardservices.net. Join us again for another edition very soon on the Voice America Business Channel. 